This episode of Nomade Athlete Radio is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks like coffee and elixirs that benefit your immunity, energy, and longevity. To learn more, visit foursigmatic.com slash no meat and use discount code no meat at checkout for 15% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash no meat and use code no meat to save 15%. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Matt, I'm very pleased to report that our garden is popping at the moment. Yeah? Yeah. Just producing more zucchini than you can possibly handle? I mean, an absurd amount of squash, for That's one, yes. the problem with gardens, just ridiculous squash. <laughs> we only have two squash plants too. We have a patty pan squash and a yellow squash. And um yeah, and just like every day it's a new, you know, it's a new batch of, of squash. And yeah, I mean I love squash, but you can only eat squash so many ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well you can find new ways. That's how zucchini muffins got invented, I think. Start searching for ways to use up their squash. Well we've been we've been giving some to our neighbor and uh and just trying to come up with uh different things to do with it. We you know roasted and i don't know grilled all kinds of stuff i know you got something more important to say here but then squash but (laughs) i uh a couple years ago went on vacation for two weeks in the summer and we came back our whole yard had flooded it was like just one of those summers where Asheville just got all this rain in a two-week period and the whole garden was flooded and kind of ruined but like for the entire rest of the summer and the fall there was just pumpkins popping up in random spots (laughs) in our garden like in our yard (laughs) just it just it just proliferates like it it just seems like it could solve the world's hunger problems if people harness squash power better. the power of squash yeah yeah that's a good point anyway uh, how, what else what else you got? uh yeah all right so so squash is is just on fire at the moment and um we're getting our first tomatoes uh and peppers are just and eggplants are just starting to kind of come out but the big the other big thing that's just you know flooding our our refrigerator right now is uh is cucumbers mm-hmm. which uh i have to say you know i i've always liked cucumbers fine but I am really liking these cucumbers this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure part of it's that we grew it, but the other part is uh, something that you and I talked about. I don't think it was on the podcast. No, it wasn't. It was right after the podcast. You, you get a little off-air topic. Yeah, because yeah, I know you had done a bit, quite a bit of quick pickling. Yes. And so I was asking about or refrigerator pickling, whatever you want to call it. Asking yep. about um, how you did that, and we have just been doing a ton of it, and it's been awesome. Nice. You know what yeah. you make with quick pickles? Uh, banh mi sandwiches. You know, I think that's the first time you did that for me. Yeah. And it's just great. It was like quick pickled onions or refrigerated radishes. Radishes and um, pickled some carrots. Mm-hmm. And that you get that little that kind of relish type stuff on top of a little tofu with soy sauce and flavor mm-hmm. and red curry. It's just so good. Delicious. Yeah, we've been doing it on we've been doing it uh, as like a fresh like salad thing on top of a lot of stir fries we, i mean we've just been doing it for everything basically because we just have so much of this stuff mm-hmm. um and we've been doing some spiced versions some like just regular versions some sweeter versions uh it's it's pretty great and this weekend i think we're gonna try like for legit pickling wow that's yeah I, i've never done that but that'd be cool i know i, I i'm a little nervous about it because you don't want to screw it up no you don't want to screw it up then because you could you could die <laughs> I, I mean i guess you could but you know more likely you're just gonna taste it and it's gonna taste terrible probably you know, yeah three months from now good um, well i like the cucumber thing um i think 
cucumbers are delicious and good for you. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know what? Do you have any tomatoes in your garden? We have a lot of tomatoes. They're just they're just starting to come in. Tomato cucumber salad is very nice mm. garden salad. A little bit of olive oil and red wine vinegar, mm-hmm. salt, maybe a pinch of oregano or something, and it's just that's just a good, very good side for falafel or whatever. Maybe sort of maybe a thin slice of uh, Miyoko's vegan mozzarella. There you go. Could do one of those bits. Get some basil out. Mm-hmm. You know though, Doug. Um, yesterday, <clears throat> so my daughter, she loves those. Uh, Cucumbers behind cats videos. You ever see those? <laughs> no, but I really want to. <laughs> okay, well the the disclaimer is I've only yesterday learned that they're not. Some people would say they're not really vegan friendly. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're cruel to the animal to scare them. So what the trick is, people sneak a cucumber up behind their cat while it's eating. They usually use like those long English cucumbers, and the cat will turn around slowly, just going about its business. And then as soon as it catches it out of the corner of its eye, it sees this thing that it thinks is a snake. It just leaps four uh, feet in the air and jumps away, and and the people were laughing. And it's it's I mean if you don't think about the cruelty of it, it's very funny. Um, but then I read this and I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't be maybe I shouldn't be encouraging this anymore. Yeah, to my daughter. So I told her that because she she's very sensitive to those sorts of things. So as much as she thought this was funny, she did not like to hear that that about it. So uh-huh. anyway, cucumbers and cats. Who knew? Not vegan. <laughs> didn't watch the video. <laughs> uh, yeah, cucumbers, <laughs> cucumber pickling, and cucumbers and cats. We have not done that. We don't have a cat, uh, but we would do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, all right. Good. Wonderful. Yeah. What else, Doug? Summertime? Summertime. is good, right? The living is easy. Yeah. It's just, I love summer, man. I'm so stoked. I'm just running all the time and spending a lot of time with my family outside. Eliza's loving life. It's great. Yeah. That's, for me, it's it, the kids aspect. I mean, of course, you love summer as a kid. Everybody does. But, uh having kids now and then you just get to have them around all the time and there's all kinds of things to do in the evenings and it just i don't know it just our summer just flies by and i i try so hard to appreciate every day of it because it just it's gonna be gone soon we'll be back to school yeah and yeah and exactly like all the you know it's so easy not to take advantage of all the events that are happening around town you know mm-hmm. festivals and you know music at the lake or whatever yeah. after five and um brew events and you know, farmer's market. So it's so easy to just ignore that and just go about your daily life as if it was November. But uh, it's so much better if you do take advantage of that stuff. (laughs) But you know what? That's true. But like we, the reason it flies by is because we take advantage of so much of that stuff. So like Mm. every single day, it's summertime and which seems like we should have nothing to do every day. Just constantly running around doing things. And like the other day, Aaron and I went on our porch and had a glass of wine together. And we're like, this is so nice. And like one of the best things about <laughs> summer. And we never do it because we're just constantly running mm-hmm. the kids around to different things and going to different pools and breweries and whatever. Yeah. So it's all about that balance. It's hard to find. It's true. If there is none. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, Doug, let's get on to our topic. Our final topic before we go on a little vacation. Yeah, are we going to go we... ahead and spoil that announcement now? I guess I think so. it's fine. I think people can... Can understand that, uh, so, yeah. It's, it's what are heading into season four of Nomad Athlete Radio, heading <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Arbitrary seasons we do. Uh huh. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, the big the big announcement is that uh, I'm going to Rhode Island for a, a vacation, mm-hmm. and um, and you're going to Spain for multiple weeks. So we're we you know we taking this opportunity as we have done in the past to. Uh, reset a little bit spend some time vacating vacationing and um come back more fired up than ever 
Yes, I think that sums it up. That's exactly right. So that will be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, that also has made my summer feel like it's very short because we have this vacation coming up. Feels like we just don't have that many days that are, you know, normal. That's true. You have a couple of weeks of actual summer, and then you're going to Spain. Yeah, get to do some some Spain stuff. So that will be wonderful. And uh, yeah. So anyway, that's summer. We do have a topic today, and it, we'll, we'll tie it back into summer at the end. But <laughs> here's what I, and I, I don't know how much of a topic we'll get out of this, as I told you, um, but it's one of those things. <laughs> not that, supposed to tell them that. Nah, I think it's okay. We can be transparent <laughs> here. Okay. Sponsors don't never stick around. What other secrets do we have? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, don't, we don't read uh, reviews. Although, I, yeah, all right. <laughs> More, more one star reviews. Somebody wrote us a song in a review, and it was great. Was it a one star or five star? No, it was five star. They okay. wrote us. A, they wrote us a little song about disc golf, and um, I don't even remember. How they put but... a song in a review? Is it like an audio review? No, I mean they like just typed it out. It was, I think it was to the tune of uh, Jack and Jill. I guess it was. A, I guess it was a poem, not a song. It wasn't Camp Anawana theme? <laughs> no. Like remember when we did that? Yeah, and somebody wrote us a song for it. Yeah, we sang it. I know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry. Well, that's good. I love to hear that, actually. That's cool. That makes me feel better, because I hate those one-star reviews. But, um, okay, so here's what it is. It got me thinking, and I said, there's, somehow we, we need to, I need to just dive into this topic, because I don't understand it. So, I've started playing soccer this season. Soccer was delayed because of flooding for a long time, but it is, it is underway. Um, and I ran a little bit to get in shape for it. I was not in the best of shape at the time. It was sorry, I was, it was fine. I'd, I'd been maintaining. I hadn't been doing what I had hoped to do so far this year, uh, which I've not given up on yet. But anyway, got myself in shape in the course of like a two-week period of just a couple little bit of runs. And then did went to the first game. Did not play particularly well. I feel like I'm one of the worst. I'm not one of them. I'm the worst on the team this year, bar none. Um, but one of the guys, and then another of the guy the next week, said, man, you're really fast. Like, you were blowing by people out there. And I don't think they were just being nice. I think they were just, I think they were saying, like, wow, you actually, you look pretty fast. And that was, to me, I was like, well, that's cool. Like, I'm, I know I'm horrible with the ball, and I don't really know where I'm supposed to be or anything like that. I'm kind of a liability to the team. But, <laughs> but if I can be the fastest player on the field, that's, that's cool. Like, that, you know, when you watch soccer, that's, it's electrifying to see the fastest player. And, it's, and so I found myself, after I heard that, uh, like wanting to run, like going outside, doing speed workouts and just loving it. And like where, what, what the interesting part of it for me is that when I kind of tried to do that at the beginning of the year, cause I did at the beginning of the year, I've, I was running a lot. I was thinking maybe I'm going to do a hundred miler at the end of this year. Uh, if not that, then maybe a marathon on the way or something. And I did all my runs up until it was time to start doing long runs. And I did a seven miler and then maybe a eight or nine miler. And I was just miserable during those. I just could, just did not want to be out there. The whole time I was on the run, I was like, man, I, this is not what I want to be doing right now. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, and then I just kind of stopped running after that. I just said, well, I guess running is not for me. And so I really, for the, really the most I've ever felt, I was like, you know, I'm just not a runner anymore. This is just not my thing that I'm glad I did all the running I did in my life. And it was cool, but like, I just, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. Uh, but then this happened, and like I've never ever been called fast ever, especially not like as a, as a sprinter sort of fast. It just was never ever something I focused on or, or thought I was. Uh, but hearing that, it was like, man, I, 
maybe I should be focusing on this. And it suddenly like got fun to do it. Um, so I've been running, I've been doing workouts. I feel like I'm strong and athletic again because of it. And the part that I think is interesting is like, what, what can somebody learn from this? Because where I was at the beginning of the year was I don't want to run anymore. I don't like running just not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly two months later, nothing has changed about running for me. But I'm just looking at it from this different perspective. And that perspective is one where long runs don't have to be a part of it. Um, but it still serves some kind of purpose. Whereas before, if I wasn't going to do long runs, it was like, well, why am I doing, why would I be doing running then if I'm not building up to some sort of race? Right. Um, so it just came out of nowhere, this sudden like switch flipped and suddenly running is fun again and I'm doing it all the time and I love it. Uh, and so what I'm wondering is like, how how can, how do we harness that? So that like, whenever there's something that you wish you could be doing or wish you were doing more, but you're just not into it. Like, how do you, how do you change the motivation? How do you change the perspective? So that suddenly it's this thing that you, you can't wait to do. And, and like, you know, it's no effort whatsoever. It's actually fun. feels fun to do. Do you think that how much of that excitement do you think came from the fact that someone recognized that in you versus the desire to actually get faster, to be fast for the team? Yeah, I think that's a, I think a big part, right? And I'm not trying to pretend that like there's not some sort of selfish or yeah, makes you call that a flaw if you want. Um, no, 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 that's not what I meant at all. Okay, but I mean, even I thought that myself. Like, is it because someone said I was good at something and I liked hearing that mm-hmm. reinforcement and thinking, wow, I could get better and then be noticed more by people, right? Yeah. And I don't know, like, who knows? I think it would be uh, kind of silly to, to act like that was just not a part of it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, being good at soccer, actually helping on the field and being contributing to a team, scoring goals, whatever, like that feels good because you're helping the team, but it also feels good because you did it, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's why I think you try to excel at sports. So I think that has a huge part of it. And I think the idea of suddenly I, instead of viewing myself as like, Hey, I used to be in good ultra marathon or marathon shape, uh, but it's been five years since I've seriously trained for anything. And now I'm rebuilding that's way different from feeling like, wow, like maybe my diet and my just general staying in decent shape, um, maybe that's been something I've been doing really right for, for 10 years now. And that I have this sort of now built in, you know, thing, a positive attribute. And it's like, oh, I want to, I want to capitalize on that and do the best I can with it and be even better at it. So yeah, it's what's, what's kind of, I don't know. There's that part of it. And then there's the fact that now it feels like there's a goal associated with it that actually sure. matters mm-hmm. to me, but without yeah. it being like a specific one, because there's no, there's no specific like, wow, I need to score this many goals or mm-hmm. score a goal. Uh, there's, there's nothing like that. Um, well, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just, it just, I, it's just, there's this sort of vision of like, wow, I could actually be a good player and mm-hmm. that, that feels fun. Right. I mean, I think, you know, I think it, it, you know, I think that part of it is just the, we've talked a lot about the idea of, um, you know, working on fundamentals and stuff, whether that's uh, my disc golf or your golf or, or your ball son's, ball. Your, 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 your ball golf, your son's, um, you know, soccer, juggling and footwork mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And like, I wonder if, if this feels like a way to do that and that, that feels more approachable for you, you know, like more comfortable 
um, because you, you are comfortable with running. And at the same time, like focuses on your, um, you know, what, what seems to be your like biggest contribution to the team. Yeah, I think that's right. What I wonder though is because as we were talking about this, I thought, okay, well, what we should do then is suggest to people that Mm -hmm. what they need to do if they're feeling unmotivated about anything is just totally go change the way they're thinking about that. Mix it up. Mix it up. 101 ways to mix up your running routine. (laughs) That's right. It should be a blog post. (laughs) I think it's it's 63 ways to shake up your running routine. Oh, yeah. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so I wrote a blog post about exactly that. And and the idea was simple because I was in that space then. I think I had started trail running or Redborn to Run or something. And suddenly I was viewing running as way different. And it was like really interesting all of a sudden. And so I said, we should be able to bottle this and have 63 of these ideas because there are that many different ways you can look at running differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but in what I like to think of as my my more wisdom these days, uh, I don't think it's that easy because I've tried that a lot of times. And you and I, many times on this podcast, I believe, have said it might be a nice goal to, instead of trying to train for these distance runs, to just yeah. go see if you can run your fastest mile. Right. Mm-hmm. Which Which the way that the training would look is basically the same as what I'm doing. Right, I mean, you. I guess you'd probably be on a track, and you'd be a little bit more careful about some things and tracking progress. Although I could do the same thing with with soccer, and that would be fine. Um, but I never did that. Right? When we talked about it, it said, "Well, that kind of seems like it'd be a fun thing if you need to apply yourself to running a short distance and one that you don't often measure uh, once you're after out of gym class in eighth grade." Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of us has ever done that, right? No. Mm-mm. Right, and so what I was thinking is, why? Like, why is this different from that? Uh, because that would that would be a way uh, training to run your fastest mile would be a way kind of to go back to fundamentals. Uh, it's sort of you get to do the training for its own sake. Uh, there's this goal. There's this thing you're like an actual uh, a more concrete goal than what I have here with soccer. You could actually say I'm trying to break six minutes in the mile or whatever whatever you're trying to do. Yep. Um, and that'd be really cool. I think I, when I was thinking about it, I think I had at some point in my life had run a 540 mile. Uh, during a 5K. And I was like, I've always wondered, what if I really applied myself to a mile? Could I break five minutes? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't honestly know how realistic that is or if that's like a, a crazy thing or if that's pretty easy to do if you're, you know, can, I don't know. If you can run a, a comfortable seven-minute mile, is it, is it that hard to get under five in a full, I have no idea, or in an in a all-out mile? I don't know. Uh, so that seemed like a motivating goal when I thought about it, but I never actually did it. And I think what it is is that this soccer thing? Like, it's just a, it was just a totally fun thing, right? Like, it, it's not at all a forced kind of trying to engineer motivation. Um, like, you could do that with a mile run, but like, what? Okay, so you just asked the question about like, you asked the question about like, is it is it have to do with people saying you're good at this, right, or wanting to contribute to the team? Running your fastest mile kind of doesn't give you any of that stuff for me anyway mm-hmm. right because if, if one day i go out to a track by myself and time myself and find out that i break my mile record or i break five minutes or whatever then what can i do i go tell my friends that i ran a 459 mile once like it's just it's not nearly as fun as imagining like hey this week and next week and next week i'm gonna be able to be out on the soccer field and be faster than anybody mm-hmm. and you know do all the stuff that comes with that so yeah. anyway so where we ended up was the answer isn't just 
recommend that someone try to look at their new their favorite activity in a different way, right? Like cooking, if you're in a cooking rut, start cooking Indian food or start cooking Thai food. Like you can totally change the things you're cooking. But I just don't see many people going and actually doing that. Right. Um, so then it's like, well, then what do you do to take advantage of something like this? And the only thing we come up, come up with was <laughs> make yourself like have have curiosity and openness to sort of seek out new things not mm-hmm. not necessarily related to what you're doing trying to do right because soccer i guess was a fitness activity but it wasn't i didn't get into it thinking this is going to be a nice new angle on running right not not at all it was like i'm interested in soccer and my kid's really good at it and i've been kicking with him and it's fun so i'm gonna actually try to do it myself and then suddenly it or not suddenly eventually a year later uh it comes back and makes me want to really run again so the point then, if there's a, here's what you should do if you want to have something like this happen to you, it's not that easy because you're not going to, it's not like if you're bored with cooking, then we have the perfect activity that you can get into that's going to open up a new world of cooking for you. Um, but I think the point is do new activities. Yeah. Right. Just just be open to things and you never know how they're going to inspire other things. Um, and I mean, I think that that's just, we, we've talked a lot about seasons of of you know, life, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. and you know, how running slumps or whatever, you know, you oftentimes, if you consider yourself a runner, then, um, and you're in a slump, then it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it kind of throws you off and you don't really know what to do. So you just kind of keep trying to hammer out running and, you know, making up things like new races and whatever until you starts getting motivating again. Um, you know, and, and how sometimes if you're not, in that season, if you're not in a season where you're just really into running, then, you know, explore other things. Um, and, and I think that that kind of comes to, to play here. Like, um, you know, I, I know you weren't necessarily trying to replace running with soccer. Um, but by just kind of experimenting and, and letting go of the whole running thing, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I know you really wanted to get back into, um, just by letting that go, it, kind of came full circle and now you're back into running. It's a different type of running than you were expecting, but, um, yeah, I think, and you know what, when you say the seasons of life idea, um, I think, I think you can actually be deliberate about that. Like we, we've talked about that before in the sense of kind of making it okay to be lazy during uh, the off season, right? Like <laughs> get done a goal that you are interested in when you're feeling all motivated about goals and, you know, accomplishing something new or bigger. Uh, and then, after that, sometimes you kind of need a period where you not not you need you you feel like you have no interest in a new goal, um, mm-hmm. and you kind of just don't do that. And instead, you do you know we've cited things like uh, meditate a lot, kind of do that sort of wellness pursue wellness kind of in that way rather than exercise uh, more time at home. You know, be okay with doing video games or whatever, and like understand that like maybe you just need to go through that, and then by getting away from what you thought you had to always be doing you're going to naturally rekindle that motivation but mm. i think what i have done and, and maybe a mistake i made in the past is i've kind of gone back and forth so that like my down season is always the same activities it's those activities that i just said right mm-hmm. it's like i'll do more meditation um maybe do more cooking maybe spend more time with the kids and family and just not like try to be not try to be so like type a about it. gotta go accomplish this thing uh but it it is often just taken the same form. And so that then kind of becomes this cycle that is sort of boring 
and in a rut. Right. right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you kind of certainly you could argue against this, I guess. There's probably arguments for doing what's familiar and doing the things that you know you're good at or are better at. Um but I I just think there's I think there's a lot of good reasons to always be trying to do new things. And it's really not easy, right? Because, I mean, to do something new, it comes with fear and a lot of effort has to go into it. And, like, it'd be way easier for me to get back into playing drums or playing guitar or chess or whatever than go play soccer, where I'm the worst one. Right. Right? And so I think the point is, like, it it's usually worth the effort of going to do those things. Brendan Brazier, on uh, a Rich Roll interview a long time ago, said that he was all into doing new things because he had learned that when you do new things, your perception of time actually slows down. And I don't know how they <laughs> have figured that out. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can figure out just by asking people, right? Like how how long, even if it was just totally subjective, how long did it feel like that took or how long? Oh, oh, like in the moment. Like your perception of that hour because you're learning something. New. I don't know if it's that hour or if it's, if it's all your time because maybe your brain is all in this, hmm. you know, new way and you're constantly maybe thinking about this new activity. I don't know. But his, his thing was... As I'm getting older, and this was like maybe shortly after his Ironman career was done, uh, I think he said he was into running half marathons at that point, just doing new stuff. But he said he thought I'm not. And he thought he had learned that doing new stuff makes your perception of time slow down, so that you know, I, I mean, I guess it seems like that's sort of a cheap way of getting more, getting longevity, getting to live longer. <laughs> but I mean, what really? If if it seems to you like you're living longer and your time goes slower. Sure. Then it then it kind of is the same as actually that happening. Right. I mean, would you rather live a hundred years or live what feels like well, two hundred years? Depends if you want jetpacks. <laughs> that, that's true. That, that's a good point. And depends if you want to be destroyed by uh, robots. Because... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, yeah, it's, it, that's interesting. And so the counter that I have, um, and I don't, you know, I haven't thought this through at all, so I don't know how firmly I, I believe this, but. Um, I was actually talking, I went on a run this morning with a couple guys and we were talking about um, learning new things, especially Mm -hmm. uh, at a younger age, like kids teaching kids new things and and the frustration of like when it's hard, you know, you like let it go um, and how how much uh, value there is in just like sticking with it and being persistent and kind of, right, you know, uh, getting better over time. And, um, And, you know, I mean, I think that like part of, what makes not just goals reachable, but, uh, you know, what makes like, you know, I'm, I'm certainly nowhere anywhere close to being an elite runner or even a front of the pack runner, uh, most of the time. But, you know, but I think that I've like, the reason I can feel confident about my running and talk about it here and, and coach people and all that stuff is just, uh, because I have put in the work and, um, even when it's not always fun and, and kind of gotten it, gotten through it and like learned through the highs and the lows and everything in between. Yep. Right. And so there, you know, there's, I, I, well, I think that there's enormous benefit to mixing things up and kind of always trying new things. There's also some benefit to just like putting your head down and getting it done, you know? Yeah, of course. That, I mean, that's how you don't be a dabbler and stuff who just tries something new. And then as soon as it gets to the part where all those great returns to being that, that happen when you're new, uh, as soon as you kind of reach the point where progress levels out, you mm-hmm. switch activities because now it's now it's you don't feel that great reward anymore that suddenly you know that you get better every single time you go out and practice right um and if you if you only did that then you kind of get nowhere i guess you get to try a lot of things 
and you get that feeling of always being a beginner. Uh, but yeah, you don't you don't actually make any progress in anything. So of course, like anything else, right? It's it's a balance, and I think probably the answer is if if you tend to always try new things, then it probably is good for you to stick with some things. And if you always do the same things, then it's probably good to mm-hmm. do some new things. Maybe I don't know. I mean, unless what if what if you're an elite athlete and you always do the same thing and it's working for you and you're the best in your sport and you're rich and (laughs) yeah right right exactly i mean you know if if you are if you excel at something like why dabble you know right only if i guess if you're unhappy and you feel this right this growing gnawing urge and and the you know and the flip side of that is like if you're not gonna excel at something and you're just gonna kind of be mediocre no matter how much effort you put in like uh why not just dabble you know and you always have that feeling of excitement around something new (laughs) right <laughs> but no, but I, I mean, I do think that there's total balance in there, and you know, I just I, I can't stress enough, you know, for kids or for myself. I mean, how much I learn from the hard times of yeah, and, of course. and the monotony and, and running, and, and you know, and how, how like how beneficial to my life that is. And had I just dabbled, I would have never, yep, you know, would never learned those lessons. I don't think. Totally agreed. So, should we get to our summer challenge? Yeah, speaking of head down, getting shit done. And kind of speaking of trying new things, if you want it to be that. And trying new things, yeah. Whatever, whichever one you want. All right, so this leads us into the summer challenge that we want to issue. But first, of course, we want to thank our wonderful sponsors. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks like coffee and elixirs that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity and help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Just like doing new things does, Doug. That's right. Four Sigmatic was founded by a group of Finnish fun guys aiming to popularize. <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta I think we have that. to say something. We have to make. We can't just let that go. <laughs> aiming to popularize functional mushrooms and adaptogens by incorporating them into mainstream products like coffee, tea, and cacao. All wonderful things on their own. For example, there's one of our favorites, the mushroom coffee with lion's mane, made with a blend of 100% organic Arabica coffee and lion's mane mushrooms. Why, Why lion's, lion's mane, mane Matt? Because, Doug, it promotes productivity, focus, and creativity, and balances out the stimulation from the coffee. Nobody likes that stimulation. Everybody, though, likes uh, likes, likes productivity. Likes a good coffee. and Well, yeah, and a good coffee. <laughs> yes. um, you know, so uh, they, they sent us, and I don't know if they sent this to everybody. It might have just been a little bonus for us. But they sent us um, one of those, like, uh, stir things that you can make a latte. Yeah, electric whisk. Electric whisk, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, I just, I love the idea of taking, of, of uh, doing more lattes at home and using, yep. using their coffee and, you know, just kind of mixing things up with some steamed almond milk and yep. or I guess not steamed, Maybe but making a nice heated golden, uh, golden latte. That's what it's called with the turmeric and mushrooms in there. Mm-hmm. Like love that. it. Yes. And also the, uh, it comes in this little like bamboo container that my children took and put things in now. <laughs> like scrolls they roll up paper and put the, put that in there oh fun yeah, i like fun. that it's like harry potter <laughs> to learn more visit foursigmatic.com slash no meat and use discount code no meat at checkout for 15 percent off your order that's f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c.com slash no meat and use code no meat to save 15 percent all right we have a challenge. Do you want to set this up or should I, Doug? Uh, you, should, it, it, uh, you, you brought it to my attention, okay. so why don't you, why don't you So I it? am on uh, Gretchen Rubin's mailing list. People will know her as New York Times bestselling author of uh, The Happiness Project 
and then all the books that followed it. Happier mm-hmm. at Home, Better Than Before, The Four Tendencies. Uh, anyway, her emails are good. I like them. They're just, they're full of good content and have little, little, I don't know, little tiny challenges in them, actually, and little little tips that you might not click any of the links in the email, but you just see something and it sticks with you. So in this one, um, she was saying her thing this summer, this is like the type of thing she's good at. She just has a thing that she's doing, and it's easy and simple. And she said she wants to have something in the summer that she does that she can look when summer's done, as, and as we said, it goes by fast, that you can look back and say, wow, I'm really happy I did blank this summer. And her her idea of it, and Doug, this one something that you brought to my attention, was mm-hmm. that it's the things that are, that are, I think this is what it was, the things that are really easy to do or fairly easy to do uh, and that kind of can be done anytime that there's no urgency with, those are the things that are easiest not to do and or easiest to not do. Uh, which is actually a Jim Rohn saying. The, the the simple things to do are the are the simplest things to not do, and that's that's you know when when there's a big giant thing that you kind of is a hole in your life you f- you fill it up. But these little things that you just kind of want to do, uh, quite easy to put those off and then never actually get to them. So that's what she was doing with summer. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to read the quote because I think it's really good. Good. Read it. Something something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. So by deciding to complete or aim during a certain season. You make time for it. Yes. There you go. So done at any time. It's often done at no time. Perfect. Oh, brilliant. It's good. Which is which is a, a corollary to the uh, important versus urgent distinction that a lot of the productivity people mm. draw, right? Yep. We, we all do our urgent things. We don't often do our important things. Uh, so it's the important but not urgent to, uh, things, activities that that really just don't get done, and they're also the ones that I think tend to lead to fulfillment and happiness the most. So anyway. Our summer challenge is uh, to go do something that's important and not urgent and to fill in that blank so that, you know, when 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 you have no Nomad Athlete Radio to listen to for the next four weeks, <laughs> you can be doing something so that when the summer is done, you can say, wow, I'm really happy I did that thing this summer. Yes, I and, did blank this summer. Yes, and that thing could be a, a brand new thing, like I started playing in a new soccer league this summer. Yep. If, you, if that would be a new thing to you and you're into that. Um could be you started a certain type of cooking could be doug what do you what's your i did what this summer i got two of them okay Perfect. one is one i'm doing uh more of like a, a little personal goal that i've been thinking about for a long time and want to do and the other one is more tedious and something that i've just been dragging my feet on all okay. right so the tedious one um is that uh as probably anyone who's been listening for a while knows Maybe we've talked about it a little bit because they kept making a bunch of noise. Uh, we did um, we turned a garage, a detached garage, into my office, and there are still a handful of projects that um, that I had always planned to do and have not done yet. Just mm. mostly cosmetic stuff. The because the office is fully functional and fantastic, um, but I just have been dragging my feet on you know doing some painting and stuff like that that uh, that I need to do. So. That is one thing. By the end of the summer, I want to be finished with the office. Nice. Good. That's the kind of tedious one that I've been dragging my feet on. The exciting one. This is, and this is, this is fun. This is something. Um, so I went to school in Boone, North Carolina, at Appalachian State, which is about 45 minutes to an hour from where I live now. But uh, it is on the Blue Ridge Parkway, and I live off the Blue Ridge Park, a few miles off the Blue Ridge Parkway. And I so ever since moving here, I thought it would be really fun to ride my bike from Boone to Black Mountain. 
Wow. And, and, um, and so that's what I want to do. And I think I have picked out a time and a date that I'm actually going to do it. Hmm. You have a road bike? Yeah. I didn't know that. Maybe I did, but okay. That's good. Yeah. So it's about 120 miles, I think. And, uh-huh. um, I got a buddy who also went to school at app who, who actually planted this seed in, in my, planted the seed in me. Uh, when we first moved here. And so I think we're going to do it together. We just picked out a date, and I think we're going to try to do it. Nice. Very cool, Doug. I once uh, ran slash rode in a van from Boone to Asheville in the uh, oh in yeah the relay. There you go. Very nice little trip. So you're going to do it from there and back? No, just, just Boone to Black Mountain. We're gonna... That's what I mean. But I mean, I mean you can do it from there to here, oh, yeah. not, not yep. the other way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. I like that. Be a nice little thing to accomplish. I know. It's kind of just a little, you know, there's no reason to do it. Just kind of a nice, nice goal. There you go. And by the end of the summer, I hope to be able to say that I rode from Boone to Black Mountain. There you go. If you did nothing else, that's all That's all you need to have done. Actually, you did that in your garage and then, <laughs> yeah, I see why you had two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's good. I think, uh, I do think the point of this is to keep them simple. I don't think, I don't think saying, uh, I don't know, I I mean, just, just some giant, massive undertaking. Then it becomes, to me, like a year goal, and it it's, may as well be New Year's again, and we're just doing a New Year's goal-setting thing. So right. I don't think that's the point. The point is pick something that goes nicely with the summer that brings you a lot of joy with it happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just, it just is nice to wrap it up and say, I did this. So for me, um, I don't have anything that, like, I am... Well, that's not totally true. I'm definitely working on languages. I'm working on Spanish and Italian. Uh, that was not a summer goal. I've just I've just been doing that for a while. Um, but this trip that you mentioned that we're going on, that's something I wanted to do for a very long time. And that truly was like the thing that I thought I would just want us to get that done this summer, uh, or any summer. And this is the one when we're finally doing it, uh, which is to go along. We've, we visit in Spain quite a bit, but we always visit it in the winter and it's, it's cold and terrible. So <laughs> it's, I mean, Spain, you think, I think of Andalusia, like it's hot and good and drinking uh, sangria. Mm-hmm. We're not actually going to be in Andalusia, but uh, still, we'll be in we'll be in Spain. <laughs> um, You'll be drinking sangria, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's that's what it was, and uh, I wanted I wanted to go there for a little bit longer time than usual, and also to not make it so hectic. Like usually, when we've gone, we've gone to a different place every time, um, and we, you know, we just constantly we leave the apartment at nine a.m. and we don't get back till nine p.m. and the kids walk and they walk so far and it's awesome experience for them and for us um but it's it's just packed with stuff and this year was like i just wanted to have it like feel like as close as possible to like we're actually living there which mm-hmm. we're not and it's not that but like we're trying to stay in not in the always center downtown areas of cities um we're going to two places we've been before plus one new one uh and being there long enough so that i actually hope we'll get bored for a little bit and just like kind of just be able to do our normal stuff, me do some normal work, and uh, just kind of be existing in Spain. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, and, and that has to do with the interest in the languages. I think I think that would just be, if it weren't if it weren't for a different language, I don't think I'd be so excited about just existing somewhere else. But I like mm-hmm. the idea that uh, there will be all that exposure to different languages for me and for the kids' sake and for Aaron's sake as well. Yeah. So that's been uh, something for a while that I wanted to do, and I'm, I'm glad we are knocking it out. Um. I like that. I think yeah. that's a great. I think that's a great goal. I mean, I mean, not goal, but I think that's a great, you know, kind of little thing to accomplish for the summer. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic trip for your family. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But also, you know, just the, the idea of kind of bringing language and a different type of approach to it where you're not just sightseeing every day, but, you know, kind of trying to get a feel for what it'd be like to be there. I think that's, that's great. Yes. Cause I would love to be there for, for full summers one day. That's kind of something that just has always appealed to me mm-hmm. um, or to be anywhere, honestly, just be traveling for full summers. I think that would be such a wonderful way to do things if you could find a way to work it out. So this is sort of a little practice run to see if like that just actually works. So that is that. I guess now in light of our discussion though, I'm wondering if I should uh, if I should get away from Spain and start actually trying new things. <laughs> that's true. This is the third year in a row, right? That you've gone back to Spain? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, but if you lived in Spain, then you'd have access to all these other places you could go to. That's true. So And I don't want to yeah. be a dabbler. I want to get a master Spain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's fun. I like this challenge. I hope that others uh, take us up on it and kind of come up with their own little thing. If if you do, we'd love to hear from you about it. Yeah, um, I hope people do that. Yeah. Credit to Gretchen Rubin. We're not trying to steal her idea. Oh, no, definitely not. I actually really like uh, her book, by the way, Happiness Project. I found that to be inspiring. For Make sure. you happy? No, but... It, it it was exciting. I mean, it was cool. She did a different. Pro- uh, she had like it was this basically, but every single month was I'm going to do mm. this one thing this month. I'm focusing on this thing, and she linked it to happiness by looking at some research and saying this one thing that is linked to happiness. I'm really focusing on for this month, hmm. and it's it seems to be a nice way to do a year. Yeah. So there you go. Check That's out Gretchen cool. Rubin. All right. All right. Then that is that, Doug. We are off. We are um, off summer vacation and not really just we're just not doing podcasts que te vaya bien thank you again Doug muchas gracias <laughs> uh, no I hope everybody has a fantastic few weeks and and I'm excited for season four season five season four mm, whatever yep <laughs> made up anyway yeah <laughs> alright thanks everyone enjoy your summer do your thing fill in your blank see you on the other side.